Hiya, pals. Thank you so much for listening. Please take a moment to go give us a five-star review over on Apple. We would greatly appreciate it, and it helps our podcast grow. to the Wolf of Main Street podcast. Before we get into today's show, I wanted to take a few moments because we did just celebrate a big milestone for the Wolf of Main Street, the Wolf of Disney, the Wolf and Wookiee, whatever you want to call it podcast. I, wow, I really appreciate everybody sticking around and hanging out with me for a year now. It has been a lot of fun. There have been a lot of ups and a lot of downs. Uh, I am really humbled by the fact that there are still a number of people listening that really, uh, really, really makes me happy. (laughs) Um, I recently had a gentleman and I want to take a moment to recognize Steve who reached out to me and, and had a couple things to say about my previous episode that were very helpful and very kind. And not only that, but he said he enjoyed the show. And I think when anyone ever reaches out to me and says, Something along those lines, like, hey, I listened and it, I enjoyed it. Good job. I, it just makes me so happy. Um, like when we had Gene on or Bonnie or Maggie and and the number of other guests that we've had throughout the, the year that we've had, anytime they say, hey, you know, I listened to your show. It was actually pretty good. <laughs> I I can't help but smile. I can't help but say thank you. It means the world to me that you enjoy it. So Steve, thank you so much for reaching out. You know, please take a moment to share this episode out to someone else you know who enjoys Disney. I know you've got a big family out there who enjoy, who enjoys Disney as well, so be sure to uh to send it their way. The other um thing that I wanted to just take a moment to talk about was uh just simply how much I appreciate all of you who have been listening. This podcast has given me the opportunity to meet people who I consider family now, and that to me is really cool from Mark Valentine of this is life to James and Sarah at, uh, their, their podcast mouse ears and magic and Brian Ferguson. And then you also have Dwayne and Lori who have been the epitome of kindness and, and love and joy to, to me and Jen. They've just been so, so nice. We've got, uh, Brian and Mark over at United. We fan piano, Rob meeting him and, um, you know, through this medium, the amount of people who I've come in contact with at uh, the Waltz apartment crew and their story and their podcast and the folks over at uh, Airbnb with Bill and Barry, uh, you got the Dizology over with Sam and Rachel. I'm just so humbled by the fact that there are so many people that have been an advocate for my show and uh, to, to be sitting down with Chris Alardi in this next a uh, little bit here, it sort of sparked a another creative idea for me. And I'll be curious if, if you're listening, let me know what you, your thoughts are on this. But I would love, so Chris and I, before we eventually hit play, hit record, um, we had this beautiful 45, maybe 30 minute conversation that had nothing to do with Disney. 
It had nothing to do with Disney at all. It was just two people getting sort of to know one another in a way uh, that didn't involve Disney. And I, I'd love to do something where it's into the wolf den. Let's talk about, you know, your your life. Let's talk about a story. Let's 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 dive down a rabbit hole about the person on the other side of the mic. And and it's sort of the idea is to because before you hit play about a Disney podcast, there's usually some type of conversation and. I think a lot of people would love to know what that conversation is about. And if someone else is already doing this, I apologize. I, I don't know about it. But I think it would be fun to to sort of do that and uh, have those conversations and still have, obviously, the Wolf of Main Street where we talk about Disney and we talk about the things that we love and the, the rides and the attractions and the, the characters and, and the movies and all of those things. But there's a conversation almost always that – and it, it usually starts really simply, simply – and it's just, hey, how'd, how was your, how'd your day go? Oh, you know, it, it, it was a little rough. And, and then it turns into, you know, all right, well, what happened? Do you want to talk about it? And um, I think that a, a conversation like that in a podcast form would be a lot of fun to listen to, especially about people that we care about. So, yeah, it, there's some there's some some difficulties to that. But I think uh, I think a conversation and I think a, a, something fun like that would be a lot more fun. Uh, to do as well and it can be uncensored which I would be really excited about for those of you that have seen the other side of me before a show they they know that I uh, have a bit of a potty mouth <laughs> but I just blame the fact that I'm from Boston on that one um, either way again I think that the amount of relationships that have come out of podcasting within this last year have been so uh, monumental in my life I've gotten like I said I've gotten to know so many wonderful people and I've gotten to interact with so many awesome people and I look forward to another year of being able to do that. And if, as always, you or someone you know would just like to come on the show and just chat about Disney, you're always welcome. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that in this recording, because I've recorded this a few times now, that I mentioned Steve, who sent the email. That was really, really cool. I, I keep harping on it. I think I've told everybody about it at this point, how cool that was. So please take a moment to to share this out with someone that you know who enjoys Disney because at the end of the day, whether it's you or the person you're sending it to, I'd love to have them on the show. All I need for them to have is a cell phone and a good internet connection and we can chat. And we can chat for five minutes or we can chat for four hours. It doesn't matter. Um, other than that, and just some housekeeping news, next week is my birthday. So uh, please keep an eye out if you see anything that just says, oh, yeah, the wolf would like that. Feel free to uh, to send me a picture. Don't, you don't need to buy it. Just say you're thinking of me. I'd really appreciate that. So uh, as always, Wolfpack, I just, again, want to thank you for one year. It's been a year of ups and downs. I certainly know that most of you realize that my co-host is no longer uh, in the picture or with me or however you want to define that. It's kind of weird to try to define that. But uh Ryan and I split ways. We are we were going in different directions. We had a different vision for how we were to be presented in a acceptable fashion, and it just wasn't going to continue to work for me. And I wish him the best of luck. But with that said, I am excited again to to bring on Chris Alardi, who again we had a wonderful conversation not only about Disney but before that and after that that. I'm excited to share the Disney portion of it with you. He's got an awesome project going on called Disney Done Differently. And he's spent years inside the food industry. And this is a testament to just how much 
he not only loves the food industry, but how much he loves Disney. And we we had a lot of fun, and I hope that you enjoy uh, this episode. Please, again, take a moment to share this out. Share it to your Disney fan. Share it to someone who likes food. I, I think that Chris talks enough about that as well, that, uh, you know, anyone anyone with a set of eyes or ears and a stomach will enjoy it. So with all of that said, thank you again, Wolfpack friends family members who have supported me this last year. I'm going to continue to hopefully provide you some awesome content, not only here, but over on the This Diz Life uh, group. So please, if you're not joined on that, join join in there. Check out some of the fun that we're having. We've got a, uh, a news program that we put out every Thursday that I get to host. I'm a part of the Marvel Monday crew, which has been a whole lot of fun as the person who doesn't know a whole lot of Mar- about Marvel. Um, I like to think that I provide a really good insight, but uh, I guess that's up for you know your opinion. <laughs> but uh, again, and I'm going to say it again, thank you, thank you, thank you for one whole year of podcasting where you know more than one person has listened. I really appreciate that. And one person could have continued to listen, and I still probably would be here, you know, talking away. So thank you, thank you, thank you for, from from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. Please let me know if you want to be on the show. I I would love to talk to you. I'd love to have you on. There's always an opening here. And uh, if nothing else, enjoy this next episode with Chris Olardi from Disney Done Differently. Be kind, wash your hands, and we'll see you real soon. Friends, Wolfpack, before we get into this next segment, let's take a brief break. Let's go wash our hands. Let's go work on our homework. Let's go do whatever it is that we need to do. Uh, Or maybe we've got to head in the work. We're listening on our ride in. So let's take just a brief moment to sort of pause, do some things that we need to get done, and we will see you real soon. Wolfpack, a picture is truly worth a thousand words. And one thing we talk a lot about on this show is making sure you remember those vacations with the people that you love. So whether you're coming to Florida to visit Disney or even its surrounding areas, Hinson Photography specializes in vacation portraits for everyone. This is a wonderful souvenir that you and the ones you love will absolutely never forget. Visit Hinson Photography, so that's H-I-N-S-O-N, photography.com, or call 386-478-8099 to learn more about booking vacation portraits with Hinson Photography. Again, that is Hinson, H-I-N-S-O-N, photography.com, or call 386-478-8099 to learn more about the packages that they offer. A WDW podcast is brought to you by Enchanting Escapes by Lori. Lori and her team are there to help you plan your dream vacation. So whether that's Disney, Universal, or any other destination, the Wolfpack can leave the details to them and enjoy the beauty of your destination without the hassle of the planning. Now, I'm sure you're asking yourself, Wolf, why in the world would I want to pay someone to plan my vacation? They're all about giving the tips, the Wolf tips. Well, luckily, it is completely free to utilize their services. Having to pay someone more is a complete misconception. Utilizing the master planning of Lori or one of her team members will actually save you money by always price monitoring and applying deals or promotions to your reservation. 
they are the ones that have to stay on hold for hours so that way you don't have to. Disney actually pays them to take care of your every travel need. And they're also there to deal with any problem that may arise while you're visiting the park. So instead of spending your valuable time at the front desk, you could be in the parks with your family while Lori is on the phone dealing with any problem. Are you interested in a free quote? Head over to EnchantingEscapesByLaurie.com and let Lori start planning your dream vacation today. Again, that's www.EnchantingEscapesByLaurie.com Hiya, pals, and welcome to the Wolf of Main Street podcast. Wolfpack, I am excited to be bringing into the studio this week Chris Alardi from Doing Disney Differently, or uh, is it Disney Done Differently or Doing Disney Differently? I'm I'm blanking at the moment, but Disney I have Chris here, Disney Done Differently, and uh, Chris has been a, a huge advocate, not only of my show, but of the other shows that I am a part of and uh, is just a fan of Disney. Chris, thank you so much, first and foremost, for being here. I really appreciate the time because I know time's valuable. And anytime uh, you can take some time out of your hectic schedule to do this, it's it's time consuming, but I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm happy that you're here. Tell us a little bit about your project that you got going on and a little bit how that started and, and, and how it's going so far. Sure. Well, first, thank you very much for uh, reaching out. And uh, I'm, I might switch back and forth from Wolf to Ethan. So don't take it personal. Right. <laughs> I, I won't at all. It's It's an honor. But uh, Disney Done Differently started, um, actually, it's going to be a year ago um, for me. Um, I, it started with the, the close down of um, the restaurant industry. And um, that's my background. I've been in the restaurant industry for over 26 years. And uh, the restaurants were closed down. And I started to actually take care of my health and look at what I was eating. And yep. uh, with that, um, definitely saw tons of success, lost some weight. And then you're supposed to have a cheat day. And the parks were closed. <laughs> and now I can't go. So I said, let's start making some Disney food. And that's how it really, that was the birth of it. And then from there, uh, it just escalated. Um, you know, uh, Bill and Barry over at the Airbnb Disney podcast, they, uh, they loved the uh, couple of dishes that I was sending pictures, and they made me the official uh, di uh, food correspondent <laughs> for the show. Yes, very cool. And, and uh, you know, I've had the opportunity now to to interact with Bill and Barry on a couple occasions, and they are just first and foremost, they're funny guys. They really are. But they also just seem like stand up gentlemen who are who are pretty kind. And and I'm glad they're that they reached out and, and put you on the team because. It certainly has been fun to watch your dishes come to life. That's for sure. And I think, you know, I, I sort of rest in the same boat. I'm coming up. Actually, Thursday will be my one year anniversary of doing, uh, you know, this particular podcast. And it's it's been a lot of fun because you've gotten to meet some really cool people. And and, and you're no exception to that. It's it's really, really pretty cool how this time of staying within our confines has allowed us to get to know so many wonderful people. So uh, definitely loving, definitely loving everything true. that you do. So 
you said your background's food and that you've run many, many businesses. What are some of the, you know, what, what are some of your favorite memories of doing that? And uh, where did where did the love for Disney come from? So uh, the food part, um, some of my favorite memories. I mean, uh, I was very fortunate enough um, when I was coming up and at a culinary school, uh, there was no food network it wasn't popular to be a chef or to cook and you have to earn your stripe. But the people that we see today um, are now were equals and we grew together. Um, I was the, after a while cooking, you find out that you don't make money in the back of the house. So to get paid, you have to do management. And uh, I did that. And I, my, my biggest uh, accomplishment was I was the general manager for a restaurant called Babo in Manhattan, which was Mario Batali and uh, Joe Bastianich, who then went on to do multiple restaurants with them and Italy and all of that. So that was a, that was a big one. My love for Disney, it's always been there. Let's face it. Bob Iger bought my childhood between the Muppets sure. and marvel and <laughs> star wars so yep. um i actually was engaged in disney um like so many people are but uh i did it during the three o'clock parade um when oh, you're not wow. supposed to. <laughs> so, right. uh yeah i stopped the stopped the float and uh it looks like the characters are coming to say hello but they're just uh, actually escorting me off and i got to meet all the yeah. 21 jump street Get undercover <laughs> Yeah. So, but uh, from that, I mean, oh, you think about it, hospitality, um, it, you know, it's something that I have to do every day in the career, um, provide hospitality to people. And it's not an easy task. I don't care what position you are in the restaurant industry. It's, it's uh, taxing on you. And uh, yeah. I've never went to a place that provided that for myself and others constantly for thousands and thousands of people. You got to take your hat off for that. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, I, I maybe haven't necessarily said this, but I, I try to look at my trips to Disney as my opportunity to be uh, sort of given that hospitality that I try to give my clients when they come in. So it, it's it's definitely a nice feeling to, you know, sort of escape for a little while and be treated you know, like, like the king of the castle for a little while. And, you know, so frequently when you're in a, a position that requires you to do all those things, you don't get to experience it yourself, you know? So even, I'm sure even when you're cooking, it's like, oh man, I would love to go sit down for a nice, well-cooked meal and, and have an, a, a great waiter and great management and all those things. But you don't necessarily get to experience that all the time when you are the one doing it. <laughs> so it's a great point. I, lo I love that. So, um, so let's, let's, let's jump in a little bit. One of the first things, uh, Chris, that I like to ask folks when they come on to the show is what have you been watching lately? Now I know that you're, uh, you've been talking lately with the Marvel tribe over at Walt's apartment with Sean and, uh, the blurred Hulk. So I, I yeah. know you've been enjoying that. What, what have you thought? What did you think about this past week's episode? Oh, you know, being a guest on Marvel Tribe is amazing. Uh, David's knowledge and Samantha, and, and it's just to watch everybody grow with mm -hmm. um, a show that takes comic book nerds and people have never seen it before are able to join together on on this actual uh, show. Yeah. You know, ep the past episode was uh, <laughs> was intense. It was uh, 
a lot of things were involved with, uh, you know, I love that there was an origin story again. We got to see Photon's mm -hmm. origin, and we got yep. to see Agatha Harkness's, uh, you know, Har Agatha's um, origin story, which yes. in a comic book world is the issue that you always search for because you want to know how they became that person. So to see right. that and to have a show that I can watch with my daughter and be able to answer questions for her is uh, it's tremendous and uh, it's it's great. Other things that I watch, thank you for Disney Plus because I'm not a huge television person. Um, I'm actually in the mm -hmm. middle right now reading. Um, I'm reading two books. <laughs> One is fitting for today because I'm reading the memoirs uh, Green Light for Matthew McConaughey and okay. uh, with the uh, you know with you the wolf I don't know if we're supposed okay. to do uh, <laughs> the wolf the wolf of Main Street mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always always absolutely you know, as long as I don't have to sell you a pen we're good <laughs> <laughs> that's that's okay <laughs> that's quite all right uh, no it's um, funny it's funny that you should bring that up but uh, the the wolf the wolf certainly there were some aspects of it from the wolf of main the wolf of wall street that i pulled from like i liked that character but um my mom's late brother who's uh no longer with us uh his nickname was wolf or wolfie and uh, i thought it would be a nice testament to my mom uh to, to live on his memory for a little bit and and he was he was very similar to me stand-up guy and talkative liked a lot of different things and uh i just thought it kind of fit for, for what I was trying to do, but uh, that's cool. Okay. So what else, what else, there was another one that you're reading right now. What is it else that you're yeah, reading? Yeah, I'm, I'm reading a, a book, it's called City of Villains. And it's, um, it's this, oh yes. it, it's a book that um, takes a different play. It's got that uh, Batman Gotham feel. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it's characters that have, you know, Disney named characters with a great story behind it. So uh, I'm reading that and, you know, so I I'm sorry I'm the boring non-television guy, but but that's because of the no, restaurant okay. industry. You know, yeah. 8 o'clock yeah. on a Friday night, if that was the hit show, well, I was, yeah. I, it's prime time. I can't, I can't right. be watching television. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm, I'm actually rereading right now uh, a book called Principles. It's, um, it's, it's very much for like the business side of what I do and, you know, just taking a better look at, at how, you know, principles in terms of what everything is going on and how things are handled, how, how you can better manage those personally and at a, a management level. Um, they, they talk a lot about what's called radical transparency and just being, being willing to be open and honest about the things that are going on within your culture and, and, and maybe even taking a better look at it. So I, I enjoy the fact that you're not only doing some watching, but you're reading too. Um, I think reading is one of those lost art forms that not too many people can appreciate as much anymore. And uh, it's nice to hear that there's somebody out there who still enjoys a good book. And, yes. uh, you know, for me, I, we've, we started watching, this is us. I've talked a little bit about that, but we've also, we also watch a, a, a show called Superstore, which is on NBC. It's a cute show about uh, following sort of the lives of these folks who work at a, for lack of a better term, a Walmart-like setting. And I've really enjoyed that too. So um, some, some good stuff out there for sure. 
So I also, within the show, and, and Chris, as a listener, I'm sure you know this, I do like to try to st stay up on the news. And I figured we could talk about a couple little uh, things that, that have been happening in the last uh, week or so. But that is Epcot show Harmonious has begun to take shape. Uh, and, and Chris, I'm sort of curious, what are some of your thoughts on Epcot's take on the nighttime shows? Obviously, they had uh, Epcot Forever uh, within the last couple of years, they've had a couple others. Is there is there one in particular that you enjoy more than the others? And and how do you feel about Harmonious? Is this something that you're excited about? I, I know a lot of the pictures have started to come up and be displayed. So I'm curious what your thoughts are. Sure. So um, believe it or not, I actually go back a couple of years, Tapestry of Nations that was done mm. at Epcot. Um, okay. You know, it had a short run. But it was so different. There was no Disney IP flair during the parade. You know, it was mm -hmm. all representing um, the nations. Um, yeah. That one was a favorite of mine. Um, I loved yep. the Illumination soundtrack. Uh, that was, okay. you know, that that song, you know, uh, will last with every Disney fan. And it is yeah. such deep meaning of that show that I don't think people really understood what was happening during Illuminations. Not just yeah. the fireworks. Um, Harmonious, hey, listen, they've, they have a ton of people to figure out that name to make it work. Um, yeah. I'm interested to see. I definitely want to see fireworks back in all the parks um, in a safe way. Um, yep. the, I know I've seen the craziness with everyone seeing the, um, the construction of those new floats in the center and saying, right. oh, they're going to destroy the sight lines. Of Disney knows sight lines better than anybody. And those yeah. fountains that will appear and become, and I think that's going to be good. What, what do you feel? How do yeah. you feel about a, a new show? Um, I, well, I think I'm I'm with you in the fact that I'm excited for fireworks. And I I on my recent trip, I couldn't help but think it, we were in Epcot later on in the evening, and I couldn't help but think, geez, you know, if fireworks were going off right now, I think everyone would run in that direction to watch them, and it's it's something that I think we're, we're sort of dreaming for that moment when they start to go off again. And it's it's got some music and some some feeling behind it. And that's one thing that I think Disney does just so well. Not only, you know, you mentioned the sight lines, but I think the ability to make you feel something when they put music and fireworks together, it's pretty incredible. So overall, I, I have to admit that I, I am a, I was a little not turned off, but I was just surprised at how big and how massive these, these barges were. But like you said, and I, I, I sort of have to think that too, that the sight lines overall are going to look really good. Um, I think of the different attractions in magic kingdom that allow you to see uh, Cinderella's castle from just about anywhere. So you're, you're absolutely right. Sight lines are, are definitely something that I need to keep in consideration and uh like I said, I think I'm just excited for what's next for Disney. It almost feels like we're rolling into like phase three or phase four of Disney. And I'm excited about that. Yeah. So here's one to keep for you the next time you're there. If you're standing, yes. um, if you're going from future world and you're heading towards, let's say Mexico. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you look at Morocco. Okay. Yeah. And you look and there's a space. It's the back of Tower of Terror in Hollywood oh, wow. Studios. But they yep. designed the back of Tower of Terror to blend in with Morocco. Oh, wow. 
I, so, I would have never known that. That's very cool. Yeah. That's like, oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a Chris Alardi wolf tip right there. I like that. Um, <laughs> very nice. I like that a lot. And, and like I said, I'm excited for some, some music and some fireworks to fill up the sky at Disney World for sure. Uh, the, the next thing that I want to talk about, and I, I thought that maybe you would enjoy this as someone who is the foodie, and I'm, I'm just sort of curious if this is something, maybe I should start here. Have you been to Disneyland, Chris? I have not. I have no. not been okay. to Disneyland. Have you? Neither. No, I haven't. And it's definitely on the bucket list. And I think that if it was, if it was open right now, I would probably be on the plane over to go and, and check it out because you know, getting to know some of our, our friends over on the West Coast, it would be it, it's it would be cool to hear about the stuff that they talk about so much. So sure. um, my, my bucket list for Disneyland is uh, so I'm DVC member. And um, my goal was my daughter wants for her 16th birthday. Right. All little girls. There used to be that show called My Sweet 16. Right. And mm-hmm. she was eight years old at the time. And she said, yeah. I don't want a sweet 16 party like we were about to plan one for her. But I want to go to Alani. <laughs> so oh, wow. The plan nice. was to go to Disneyland, spend some days, get adjusted mm-hmm. to the West Coast time, and then yep. go to Alani for a few days. So that's still out there if everything yep. comes comes through. That's Alani is on our bucket list as well. I think uh, we'd have to we'd have to bank some points a couple times in order to do it because it is the it's a it's a hop a left uh, a a very heavy point experience. But from everything that I've heard, it's well worth uh, addition out the points to do that. And I think you're right to to sort of stop along the way and see Disneyland. That would be that would be quite the quite the trip. That would actually be a lot of fun. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, but uh, so Disneyland from March 18th to April 5th and from around uh, 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. will allow guests to enter Disney's California adventure and enjoy some of the most iconic beverages and full items, uh, food items like Dole Whip, the Monte Crisco, which I know you uh, did your own impression of, which I, I enjoyed that as well. Churros and much more. So uh, initial thoughts on this, Chris, and, and, and truthfully, my, my thought is, is this something that you think will draw someone like us to go to, to Disneyland, even for just a short like experience similar to this one? Nah, if I think for, for one, even for the locals, um, it's $75 yeah. to come in to go buy food. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not like you, it's free admission and then mm-hmm. purchase the food. Um, right. For us to, for for me, I would say to travel there to get my first experience at Disneyland, and not to be get the the whole thing, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it this way. Now, again, people are traveling to Walt Disney World and not really getting the full experience there either. But there's a lot more open than than what Disneyland's doing. But I, I, we need I, that part I, to get open. Yeah, yeah, I got to agree with you here. I don't know that it's worth the. The trip out there to get acclimated to the the time change and the seventy five dollars to get in, I think for for us it's just not necessarily worth it here on the East Coast. But what I will say is it is nice that they're at least doing something um, to bring some cast members back to get them out and rolling again and and, and entice the people who are in the area to go out a, a, and support 
the cast members at that point. That's the way that I would be looking at it. They're not they're not necessarily supporting the the huge conglomerate. They're they're supporting the people that need the jobs. And that to me is what is you know head over heels what would really needs to be happening. So I'm excited for the folks over on the West Coast to at least have something that they can go and do and enjoy. And I do sort of hope that this will continue to be something that they'll explore. I hope that, you know, Disneyland, I just hope opens soon because I think everybody just knows and wants it to happen. So, uh, and, and, you know, just to give a little more detail on that, if it is something that uh, anyone is interested in doing, it does appear as though it'll be similar to the Walt Disney World process where you'll need a reservation, the ticket, and then everything will be done through the mobile app as much as possible. So um, ensuring that you have a good grasp on those things will be really important. So it's almost uh, like Chris, they're getting, I'm sorry. No, no, please go ahead. It's almost like they're getting a little uh, food festival that we would get in Epcot. Yeah. Just moved over Ep to there. And exactly. that's, uh, that's, that's good. It is. And it almost opens the possibility. And, and I, I'll be honest, I don't even know if they do like the festivals like they do in Epcot over at Disneyland as frequently as they do here, but it's an opportunity for them to explore sort of the staging and how things like that would work. And, you know, it, even if they made it a, a special ticketed event from seven o'clock till 11 or whatever, it, it's, yeah. it's an additional experience that Disneyland can offer that we get to experience over here pretty frequently because of Epcot. So I agree. I, um, that's a great, that's a great take and a great look at it. So, um, Chris, I do want to talk about some of your favorites. It's the first time on the show. So I, I love, I love this portion of, uh, having a guest on because it's, it's a, it's sort of a great way to get to know someone, uh, you know, through, through the eyes of Disney. So the first thing that I, I'd love for you to do is to rank the parks. So obviously there's the four, you got magic kingdom, Epcot, animal kingdom, and Hollywood studios. And I think this changes from year to year, from month to month to week to week, hour to hour. <laughs> but what are your uh, what are your four? How do they rank? So I'm gonna rank them in the way that they were basically put together. And it's Magic I Kingdom followed by Epcot, Hollywood Studio, uh, yeah, Hollywood Studios, then Animal Kingdom. Yeah. And it's not because of you know, and it depends on the day. It's not that one's better than the other. You know, it's the experience that you want. I like to start personally. I like to start the park at Mad in my trip at Magic Kingdom, um, but I have a lovely daughter that wants Epcot first, so sure. <laughs> it's been that many times. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, that's uh, that's great. I think I think no matter where you start, you you're bound to have a good trip. But I do agree, there is just something magical about starting your trip at Disney World or Walt Disney World. And um, I keep thinking of Sam Lodecki every time I, I say Disney World. I'm just like, oh, I got to say Walt Disney World. Ethan, it's <laughs> Walt Disney World. Um, but there is there is just something truly remarkable about getting the Magic Kingdom. I mean, no matter how you get there, whether it's the bus or the monorail, which I think is the most nostalgic way to get there, stepping off and, and walking down in front of you know the big train station, it's just so magical and there's just something about it that just takes all the stress, all the worry, all everything off your shoulders. And it, it truly is remarkable. Um, so, so what is your favorite ride at each park, Chris? All right. So magic kingdom, I'm going to go with splash mountain. It's, uh, 
it's 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 one of my favorites it's so long it's a story it's you know we know it's going to be changing over to tiana but it's yep. it's um it, this this history i like history with it yeah um you know people don't even know you think of a log flume ride and it's called splash but it was only named that because of the tom hanks daryl hannah movie that's how yep. it got its name you know right. uh epcot uh definitely soaring um yeah you know the old one the new one over california yeah the eiffel tower bends but it's it's yeah. beautiful now i look if you look at the top of the eiffel tower at that point mm -hmm. there's people having dinner really oh wow yeah. that's that's good so i don't know I'm that only, i've ever noticed that yeah i'm like wow when they film this or if it's cgi how they do it and that's cool mm -hmm. kingdom Believe it or not, Animal Kingdom is going to be the safari. Um, oh, to just see all those animals, you know, separated. And in, I've had tons of family experiences with the giraffe right next to the truck. Um, yep. So I'm going to go with the safari and then um, Rise of the Resistance. I mean, it, nice. it, it stepped it, into, you know, my childhood was standing in that room. Yeah, it it. Rise of the Resistance, without a doubt. I, I don't even know if, if you know, weeks from now we'll be able to consider it a ride. It is an experience unlike anything in any of the parks in Orlando. It is absolutely remarkable. The, the interrogation that they do while you're in, you know, the queue area, but it's not the queue area because you're part of the experience. Oh, it's so incredible. It really, really is. I... It's, it's the first attraction that I've ever gotten off of. And first it's like, oh, that was fun. That was amazing. I, it, my first thing was I need to go back and do that again. I miss stuff. Oh, <laughs> you definitely. know, and it's yep. such a it, it, it's immersive that you, you're never going to see everything all at once. Right. I, I, I actually can speak to that. We were on uh, this on rise of the resistance most recently. And I noticed that you can actually see Finn in uh, on the left hand, on the left hand side, he's holding up the bay door and, and trying to tell you, no, no, don't, don't go that way. And I had never noticed it before. And, and, and then I thought, Oh my God, what else am I missing? I want to go back on and, and, uh, and, and see yeah. all those things. It's so incredible. And yeah, when the other thing too, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so just really quickly, the other thing too, that, that, that I love about it is it feels when you, when you look at some of the other carts that are near you, it looks like you're on like a little Roomba. That to me is yeah. so cool. And it's all, you know, it's, yeah. it's very cool. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. It was that I, you know, I, after a couple of times I had the same, uh, experience. And then one mm -hmm. time the scene with is the big ad at, I was on the mm -hmm. side and yeah. I was I'm like, see there, I told you there's more. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole yep. other experience that way. So yeah, it's, it's, they've done very well. It is. And the, the other thing that I think about, and I thought about this a lot on my trip, um, was Haunted Mansion. I swear every time I go in there on that attraction, I swear I see something different every time. And it's, yeah. it's just a, a true testament to the storytelling that Disney is able to do. Because I mean, I've probably ridden Haunted Mansion, like it feels like a thousand times at this point. But every time I go, that's new. 
That doesn't. I didn't see that before. When did that get there? So to tie in WandaVision, right? Everyone's looking for yeah. Easter eggs here and that. Haunted Mansion is full of that. And you know, the amount of pearls that are around her neck represents yeah. all her husbands in each different scene. I mean, yep. it, this, but I got too much time on my hand to go investigating that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Um, all right. So this is this is a this will be some fun questions for you, I think. Uh, where is your favorite place to go eat while you're in the parks? Okay. Um, getting into the in the park, yeah. So I I really enjoy Tiffin's in the Animal Kingdom, um, okay. and the Nomad Lounge. That they do yep. a really really good job there. Um, mm-hmm. But I also love Liberty Tree Tavern with that Thanksgiving meal. That's uh, you know it, it, it's classic and it's really good. Yeah, definitely. And when you're at Epcot, where where do you uh, where do you like to go sit down and eat? I've got to know. So if I'm going to go, so if I'm grabbing a quick serve, it's recently it's been uh, Regal Eagle Smokehouse in America Pavilion. Oh, okay. um, yep. They're doing a really good job. I really like the Labangerie. I'm not going to pronounce it right. Leal's Boulangerie uh, in in Par- in France. Um, mm-hmm. Their their sandwiches and stuff like that for a quick serve. And to be able to pull off creme brulee in the middle of you know humidity and all of that, they nail it. They do a really great yeah. job. That's my favorite, my favorite snack of that though is right outside in Paris is that crepe cart and that vanilla mm. sorcer, that custard ice cream is the best I've ever had. Wow, very cool. Um, that is great. So let's do. So, what is your? Is that your favorite snack out of all the parks? Oof. Yes, that's nice. my. I'm not okay. in a vacation without having that. That completes it. Yes, that's awesome. Very cool. Um, and then, so let's jump over and see. I, this is maybe where I love to to sort of uh, to find out things. What's your favorite movie from the Disney Vault or lineup? Beauty and the Beast. Beautiful, good choice. Beauty and the Beast is uh, it's a uh, not the animated. Yeah, <laughs> I'll oh, be clear. Yeah, the animated. No problem. Is, uh, yeah. Uh, sound and the music and all of that, everything with it is probably the top. Yeah, definitely. It it was a it was a great film, a great story. Um, Belle is probably one of my favorite princesses. I, I I love her. I love her attitude. I, I think that she's she's got a great story to tell. And um, yeah, I, that's a great choice for sure. Uh, how about your favorite song or soundtrack? Oof. So it's going to go back to memories, right? For me, yeah. it's a song and it was from the parade. It's called Remember the Magic, but it's okay. the parade version song. And yeah. Um, it's got that wishes style to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and that's, if I hear that song, that puts me in a, a great mood. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Music has that ability to, to sort of just, it illuminates something and, and just keeps you in, 
a state that is just so wonderful. And and at the same time, it has the ability to 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 make you sad and make you um all these things, but it, it's music really is music to me is love and uh it's all these different emotions and feelings and i probably need vision to come and tell me and explain to me how exactly that works because he's a phenomenal speaker <laughs> in regards to how feelings work um so uh what about your favorite resort chris do you have a favorite resort to stay at uh, it'll always be the polynesian for me i'll try other resorts but the polynesian um you know I, it was it was basically working um, I was mm -hmm. in New York and yep. I had to, I had to open up seven restaurants in Minnesota and I was gone right. for four months and yeah. it's nonstop. And I went home and I booked the poly um, and the memories of getting that back with my family and being there mm -hmm. is what yeah. the resort just enhanced having that, that feeling. That's so awesome. the poly will always be special to me. Definitely. That's, that's on our, our bucket list as well. We stayed at Bay Lake uh, Tower uh, a few trips ago. And what I can say is I think the best part about staying on that monorail loop is how easy it is to get to uh, the Magic Kingdom. Because it, otherwise you're taking the bus or you're taking the, um, you know, you're taking the ticket and transport center. Then you got to get on the monorail or the boat. And so it's, it's so nice to be you know, a stone throw away from, from the magic kingdom, because that I think is the most difficult park to get to. So good choice. Very that's, good. Choice. That's yeah. I think, see, for me, I think animal kingdoms always the furthest I feel. Yeah. Um, yep. And recently I've been staying at the boardwalk so that you can oh. have the, just to walk to Epcot and, mm. but there's a lot of people that are doing their first stay at boardwalk or, and um, the yacht club. And yeah. if your first experience of walking in is through that international gateway, you're missing mm -hmm. the whole feel of the front of the park and seeing, you know, the, the whole atmosphere yeah. change in front of you. So exactly. but that's why I like boardwalk as well. Yeah. And that's one thing I know Sean Nyberg from Walt's apartment has a, um, a trip coming up and he's staying at the yacht club. And I told him, Make sure you go in through the actual entrance at some point because it, it definitely, you know, that is the way that you should go to get to Epcot, to, to take it all in, especially if it's your first time. So it, it's one of those things that um, I love staying at the boardwalk. The My wife and I have probably kind of designated that as one of our home resorts. Uh, we, we just love, love staying there. It really is a nice uh, location and and you're right. Being able to just simply get up and walk to Epcot, there's nothing else quite like it. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, what about what about um, resort? When you when obviously when you're at the resorts, they they all have different places that you can eat and enjoy. Do you have a favorite place to go and eat uh, while you're at at a resort? California Grill in the Contemporary. Yes, um, nice. It's. It has everything. It has, it's a tablecloth restaurant, right? So it's a little bit upscale. It's got the best view, but yeah. it has pizza, which listen, Florida doesn't know how to do pizza, but they do, they try and they, sure. they do well. Um, yep. Sushi, pasta and chicken and huge wine list. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, I they recommend the college shirt, but that's a regular, like, you know, polo shirt. You don't have to. My first time ever going there, I was in pants and shoes and a dress shirt. And I was like, this isn't Disney. And then I looked around yeah. and that's the best part about it. Just everybody's welcome, all different types, shapes, sizes, yeah. colors, creeds. And you could have yeah. an amazing time there. And again, if you can catch it at the time of the fireworks, that just changes mm-hmm. everything. That high, about, um, and they allow you to come back with your dinner uh, after you pay for your dinner. Let's say you had a five o'clock uh, dinner reservation, and you leave. You're not going to the park. You can go back to the restaurant, show the, the your receipt, and you're allowed to go on their catwalk to watch the fireworks from up there. Oh wow, is, that's very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. We did, um, when we stayed at Bay Lake Tower, we went to the top of the world and watched the fireworks up there. And that was remarkable. Absolutely incredible. And, and just provided a whole different view and outlook on the show. And they sync up the music, so it's the same. It, oh, it was absolutely breathtaking, for sure. And there's space. <laughs> there's nobody oh, speaking. Right? Right. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. There's not as many people, at least, you know, yes. standing on top of here and, you know, you're trying to grab some of your popcorn while you're watching the fireworks. But it really is a, a different atmosphere. And, and, you know, if you get there early enough, you can go over and grab a drink or two and, um, you know, just enjoy the ambiance for a little while as well. That's 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 within this bar area. And uh, no, it really is uh, very, very nice. So. Well, Chris, I I thought that it would be fun to have you on the show, and you do a, a really great series that I've really been enjoying of um, overrated, underrated uh, foods, thing, things within the parks, and I wanted to to do that as a uh, a testament to how much I enjoy them. And the the first one here that I have for you is Toy Story Land. So, is Toy Story Land overrated? Or underrated, or is it just right? Uh, Toy Story Land is, I would say, overrated for mm-hmm. they could have done more. Okay. And um, there's just, I mean, while it's great, I mean, Slinky Dog, Toy Story Mania, and then that Alien Swirl, just mm-hmm. their theming is amazing. It just, it felt like it was rushed and fitting. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, 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 I do agree. Uh, the thing that I talk about the most over there is there's no shade or hardly any, really. It, so if they could have put up a couple of tents or something, I probably would be happier than where I am right now with it. But I do. And I'm not trying to to bash, you know, Toy Story Mania because I enjoy that or, or Slinky Dog. I enjoy that, too. Alien Swirling Saucers, I think, could have been something else. But um Overall, I like the area. I just think it's a little overrated in terms of, you know, if it, it is, you're right. It feels rushed. Um, so okay. good stuff supposed to put in the restaurant. They're still supposed to put uh, the restaurant is, I mean, I hope it comes someday, but yeah. uh, if you're going to put someplace for a restaurant in that park, a sit down restaurant. You would think you'd want more. It, that's why it always feels so crowded to me. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Uh, so the next one that I have for you is Tomorrowland. Oof, Tomorrowland. Mm. Uh, again, something that definitely needs some fixing with Tron coming is going to be make it. When Tron's there, it'll be overrated because okay. people 
will say, oh, you have to go to Tomorrowland. And meanwhile, the ones that have been sitting through the laugh floor and Stitch is Great Escape, then, you know, I mean, listen, Carousel of Progress is, yes, doesn't need updated. But again, I'll go yeah. with history. And right. 1964 World's Fair was literally probably about five miles from where I grew up. Wow. Um, I was around then, but there's knowing that, you know, something happened in the town that I was, I grew up in and then in the parks. So I'm going to go and people mover isn't on right now. I'm going to go. Yeah. That is overrated. <laughs> yeah. I, goodness. I want to say that it's, it's properly rated. I do think with the addition of Tron, it's going to be a little bit overrated. I think everyone's going to want to get over there very quickly. Uh, what I will say is I think it's underrated in what potential it holds. I think that Tomorrowland has a lot of potential if if they can open their eyes and realize that changes need to be made. Now, I'm not saying that the Carousel of Progress needs to be ripped and gutted from the inside out, but what I would say is that it does need some updates. It needs some, some, some sprucing. And, you know, I, I want to keep the same Magic Kingdom feel to Tomorrowland. I don't necessarily want it to be overrun by IP, but I, I do think that it needs some love. And I do, I, I do think that it's underrated in the idea that it has so much potential. I, and I don't think anyone else sees that right now, but maybe they do and they just aren't talking about it yet. Yeah. Um, all right. So the next one for, for you is the um the world showcase overrated underrated properly rated <laughs> i'm gonna say it. that one is probably rated yes nice people one. want more in different countries and all of that but mm -hmm. um and we're gonna say in normal times um where those cast members are from the their countries that are represented there um and they say that it's that edge education style you, I've experienced it. You know, I've spoken to a cast member in Germany, and um, we had a huge conversation just about the things that he was experiencing in the United States for the first time. So, yeah. I mean, that allows you to see: is it exactly what's over in those countries? No, but remember, it's still a theme park, and it's yeah. it's to show you how small you are. That's the way I look yeah. at it. And yeah. uh, so, I'm going to say that it's properly rated. Um, I love yes, it. Can you always hook up things and make it better, of course. Sure. But yeah. the changes are scaring me. What do you think about yeah. bringing in Frozen to Norway and Ratatouille yeah. to, you know? It, 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 know. Definitely, it definitely points to me that someone is thinking, how can I get all the stuff that we're doing in here and have people enjoy it? And I do think that it sort of takes away from what Epcot really stood for. And really is about and the the fear that i have is for you know the the florida resident who has the epcot after four i i fear that that type of um ticket will disappear if we continue to add more things that people want to do that are outside of the realm of enjoying the different countries and taking in the culture and um going to the shops i mean if there's tons of ip there that 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 becomes a little bit more than just a you know uh, I'm going for dinner after four. It becomes oh, I want to get on this. I want to go over here, and it, it 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 that scares me a little bit too. As someone who is an annual pass holder and loves Epcot, this this tells me that the crowd levels are going to get a lot heavier than 
And, and it's not to say that Epcot is a light park, but it's definitely something that, you know, depending on what you're trying to accomplish, it's a half day or at least a day park. And with, you know, people with the additions of things like this, it becomes a park that people want to go to, you know, two days out of their trip, not just one. So that to me scares me too. It's, it's a very interesting Epcot, I think has the most potential in terms of the, you know, abilities to change and, and add things, but the additions are a little scary. I, I got to agree. So uh, the next one that I have here for you, Chris is tough to be a bug overrated, underrated, perfectly rated. Uh, it needs to go. <laughs> it's oh, <overrated>. okay. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's going to be hard. You know, it's really cool mm -hmm. being under the tree of life. Um, that's fitting. Yeah. The movie came out. That's iconic. And yeah, you have the, you know, I love that Disney does four dimensional, right? You got smell, sight, sound, sure. and feel. Um, and that ride has, and that attraction has that. Um, mm -hmm. But not enough know enough about the Ants franchise to be compelling enough um, to get all the humor that's related to the movies. So I don't know what to put in there, but it's yeah. time to go. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, that was going to be uh, my next question is, all right, so what if we if we don't have tough to be a bug, what goes in there? And, you know, maybe at that point you start looking at um, something that that really gives life and and it's tough i mean it would be kind of cool if if disney and national geographic teamed up and did something maybe within that i i don't i wouldn't hate something like that and sure. i mean you could still in you know put in the elements that that already exist um but but some changes and, and make it a little bit more about the animals and you know, conservation and things of that nature that are so focused on uh at animal kingdom i think that would be something that would be really neat so Chris, thank you so much, man. Tell, tell our wolf pack where they can find you, what, where, where you're at these days. And, um, uh, again, I'll say this a hundred times to you before it, before this even airs, but thank you for taking the time to do this. So this, uh, was an awesome opportunity for me to get to know you a little bit more and, and spend some time with you. And, uh, I most certainly have enjoyed your content and I know that the wolf pack will as well. So, so please tell them where they can find you. Thank you. Uh, I had a lot of fun, Ethan. It was a pleasure just to be able to talk to another person that has the same passion. And uh, I, again, that fitting with the name of the show, it's differently. Everybody does it differently. Um, and that's what, and but you all have one goal and get something out of it. And for me, yeah. it's memory. So I appreciate being on the show. Um, my show is Disney Done Differently. Uh, every Wednesday comes out a brand new show. And I'm just cooking some Disney favorites a little differently. Definitely. It's awesome. To Chris, thank you again so much. I really appreciate the time. Wolfpack, please go check out our friend Chris. Disney done differently. It really is just a cool way to keep Disney in the house if you're a Disney fan. And, and, and truthfully, even if you're not, it's a great way to get some new recipes to try in the house and, and just enjoy something that's a little bit different. Chris, thank you so much. Wolfpack, as always, please remember to be kind. Wash your hands, and we will see you real soon. And that is the end of the show.